You are listening to The Masks That We Wear, a sermon by Pastor Bay Allen. Well, hello, hello. Good evening, church. It is great to be with you this evening as we are gathered together on this All Hallows Eve Eve, the day before Reformation Day. You know, the day Reformation Day was back in October 31, 1517. Martin Luther posted uh, his disputation on the power in Ephesus, uh, or however you pronounce it, Ephesus. Everyone just kind of calls it the 95 Theses. Um, he posted those on the door of the Roman Catholic Church in 1517 and so that's that day also you know the day where kids and lovers of candy everywhere celebrate the sweet things in life halloween and we're on a more personal level my family and i celebrate the life of my son who was born on halloween or reformation day in the year of our lord 2014 so move ahead one more day uh november 1st we have all saints day we have so much going on right now uh just kind of in the life of spiritual community uh, all saints Saints Day is November 1st, where we remember those who have gone before, trailblazers of the faith, who by their witness, works, and acts of worship have in some way or another impacted us on an individual or even on a global level. So with that being said, good evening. We enter into all this history, all this joy, all this tension, all this coming face to face with the tricks and the treats, the trials and the triumphs. Good evening. It's good to be with you. Um, Today we're looking at the masks that we wear, so let's dig right in. Today I encourage you to turn with me in your Bible or an applicable app on your smartphone. We're looking at Luke chapter 12, picking up with verse 1, where we see in the midst of the multitude of people, uh, Jesus is actually talking very directly, very deliberately to his disciples. And we're going to read this from the message translation because I love the way that Eugene Peterson presents this. Here we see it. Watch yourselves carefully so you don't get contaminated with Pharisee yeast, Pharisee phoniness. You can't keep your true self hidden forever. Before long, you'll be exposed. You can't hide behind a religious mask forever. Sooner or later, the mask will slip and your true face will be known. You can't whisper one thing in private and preach the opposite in public. The day's coming when those whispers will be repeated all over town. I'm speaking to you as dear friends. Don't be bluffed into silence or insincerity by the threats of religious bullies. True, they can kill you, but what can they do? There's nothing they can do to your soul, your core being. Save your fear for God who holds your entire life, body, and soul in his hands. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I've titled this evening's message, The Masks That We Wear. And uh, the masks we wear, we, we wear a lot of masks, don't we? Such a variety of masks. You know, every year since I was little, I've looked forward to Halloween. I always loved this holiday. It seemed like one day out of the year where we get to celebrate the glorious chocolate bar to lift on high the high fructose corn syrup and sugar-laden lollipops and licorice straws and caramels and more. I loved it. 
As a kid, my brothers and I would map out our evening. We had trick-or-treating down to a science. We did not take this event lightly. Only once a year would this manna from heaven fall into our buckets and bags. So we planned it out. We would start in this neighborhood because this was the neighborhood where all of the houses put out those little buckets. You know, the ones that says, uh, take one, because they had a Halloween party to attend that evening, so they weren't home. But we all knew that no one ever only took one. So if we wanted to go there, get any candy at all, uh, we would have to hit that first. So we did that. We mapped it out. Then we would go over to this neighborhood where the houses, um, the houses there actually gave out full-size candy bars, not just the little ones, big candy bars. And we'd swing by the house um, back to our home and swap out our bags, then off to this neighborhood, that neighborhood. We planned it all out. We would use pillowcases, you know, not plastic. There's a note for all you trick-or-treating tomorrow night. Pillowcases, not plastic. You got to use pillowcases because you don't want your your manna from heaven to fall into someone else's tummy, right? (laughs) Trick-or-treating. I have to admit, I focused on the treat. I never really even thought about the tricking, except for in one area. You see, long before my brothers and I even sat down with our community roadmap and started figuring out where we would go, we had to decide the ever-important question, what would we go as? What would we be for Halloween? The options are limitless. My daughter, this Halloween hasn't even taken place, and she's saying what she wants to be for next Halloween. This is a very important question. Will I use makeup or a mask? Or a bed sheet with holes. What will I be for Halloween? Who will I be? That's the question. And this scripture that we encountered just a moment ago brings this topic to mind for me. You can't keep your true self hidden forever. Before long, you'll be exposed. You can't hide behind a religious mask forever. Sooner or later, the mask will slip and your true face will be known. That's what we just read today. So many of us wear masks in our everyday lives. It's true. This may not be you, but many people, you need to realize this, many people live every day like Halloween. Who will I be today? We wear masks. I started thinking about masks, what the Bible kind of says about this concept of wearing masks. And I just want to share with you why I feel that we as a people tend to wear masks. What's it for? First thing I notice about masks is, well, one, the sky's the limit, but also what kind of mask we choose discloses something about what we want to accomplish through that mask. Many kids, I was one of them, many kids and adults, they're drawn to the scary mask. Sometimes we judge quickly and say, something's wrong with that person that they would want to wear that mask. But I believe we wear scary masks for one of two reasons. First, to embrace fear as power. You know, we enjoy frightening others. It it makes us feel big or powerful to use our power in this way, to intimidate, to make babies cry. You know, some people are like this. I tended to gravitate towards the second reason I believe we wear scary masks, um, which is to push others away. We make sure that no one wants to get close enough to us. And I believe we do this as a form of protection, um, In the Old Testament, Ruth chapter 12, we see a matriarch, her name's Naomi, and she says, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara, because God has made me bitter. 
Now, Naomi is putting a mask on right here in this picture. The name, Naomi, her, her name, it actually means pleasantness. So she takes this name that she was given at her birth, this blessing that she's had with her since birth of pleasantness, and she covers it with this self-imposed name, a mask of bitterness, Mara. And we do this for many reasons. There are a lot of Naomi's walking around with Mara masks on. Everyone would uh, flock to pleasantness. It's like you're going you're gonna to get people coming out of the woodwork, coming to see you. But bitterness, not so much. Naomi didn't want people around. So she said, call me bitterness. And this would scare people away. So that's our scary masks in a nutshell. They, they can be used to control others through fear, but I believe most of us use scary masks to push others away. Other kids like to wear masks to draw others near. My nephew's like this. Where the scary mask brings about a negative response, we see a positive option as well. A girl will often dress as a princess, beauty, right? A boy will often dress as a superhero, handsome. The world loves heroes. They're powerful, right? In the Old Testament, Judges chapter 16, there's this wonderful story. I love this story. I loved it when I was a kid. I still love it. There's this princess type character and there's this hero type character, both of which wear masks, a princess mask and a hero mask. Delilah was a beautiful woman. Um, We're seeing Samson and Delilah. Delilah was a beautiful woman, but beneath the physical appearance, she was a pretty ugly person. She used this mask of beauty to persuade our hero, Samson, to disclose the source of his power. She she took him to bed. You know, he loved her. Um, She used all of her cunning to get him to tell her the source of his power. Then she would tell the bad guys so that they could come and destroy him. And each one of them said, we'll give you like 1,100 shekels of silver. That's a lot of money. Um, So she was doing this for money. Samson, our hero, was actually a man of God. The hero was also a mask. He used the hero mask to cause others to look up to him as if what he was doing was his ability. Um, He was a pretty cocky, arrogant kind of a show-off kind of guy. He, he knew what he had, but Samson, he knew where his power came from, and it wasn't his hair. It was from his God. We see two masks in this story, the princess and the hero. She eventually gets Samson to tell her his secret, um, don't cut the dreadlocks, and she breaks out her scissors and cuts the dreadlocks, calls the bad guys, they get him, they gouge out his eyes, they torture him, they mock him, make him wear a hunchback of Notre Dame mask, until finally Samson removes his masks altogether, and he cries out honestly to God. God gives him power one, one last time for this one last display of true heroism. And Samson takes out the bad guys. The end. I love that story. We sometimes wear these masks. I need to feel more accepted. I need to present myself as being beautiful without blemish. I need to use fancy words on my resume to make me sound more grand than I really am. We do this. We do it to draw other people in. So scary masks push away. The princess, the hero masks draw others in. And these masks, they they all seem to stem from our need 
and our desire to belong on some deep level. It's a core. At our core, I believe that we are to believe in Jesus, belong to family, become disciples, uh, to build God's kingdom. We are made for these things. And sometimes we just don't think we fit the bill. So, so we break out a mask, or sometimes we don't know how to articulate those things, so we wear masks until we figure it out. Um, another one I want to talk about is the pop star. Also, I, I sometimes call this the mask of invisibility or the, the mask of the pop star. The mask to blend in with everyone else. Many kids will dress as the pop star this Halloween, whatever is popular right now. To look like what is widely accepted right now. Make us, if I look like what is accepted, then that will make me accepted, right? Daniel chapter 3, there's another great story. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, uh, they have their God, you know, the one and only, the true God. But King Nebuchadnezzar says, hey, you got to bow down to this idol. Everyone else is doing it. Come on, you can do it too. You got to bow to this idol. Well, they don't want to bow. And I doubt that they were the only ones that didn't want to bow because there was this punishment for not bowing. Um, you, you know, you don't bow, you go into the fiery furnace. If you don't bow low, in you go. And a good sign that others object to doing something is that if there's a penalty already ready already for those who de- defy the powers that be. Now, these guys, they would not bow. They could have put on a mask. They could have looked like everyone else, like the pop star. No one needed to be the wiser that they were actually God's people. Shh, don't tell anyone. No, they didn't wear that mask. They didn't wear it. Also, um, let's look at another example. Um, The New Testament, Peter. When Christ was taken away, you remember Judas kissed Jesus. Uh, There was this strange encounter with a severed ear. Uh, They took Jesus away. Then the disciples fled. They scattered all over the community. Well, here we see Peter, the rock. Uh, He's warming himself by a burn barrel in the middle of the projects. And all of a sudden it's, aren't you that man? Uh, No, it wasn't me. You look like that guy that was with Jesus. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. It, it wasn't me. Yeah, it was you. No, I don't know him. You see what Peter did? Peter put on a mask. Mask of invisibility. Peter at that moment wanted to look like anyone other than himself. Peter wanted to look like Everyone. This is also what I call the pop star mask. Have you ever worn this mask before? Invisibility. We so desperately want to belong, and sometimes that means convincing someone that we are different than who we really are. Deep down, we don't want them to notice us. We sometimes wear masks to be noticed, sometimes so we can push others away or to draw them in close. But sometimes we just want to go unnoticed altogether. We wear a mask of invisibility. I've been there. You ever find yourself out in community, maybe at a restaurant, and someone maybe from church notices you, and you're like, oh, I wonder if they're going to come over here. Oh, 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 they noticed me. Oh, no, they're getting up. They're coming over. Just smile, smile. You know, you just want to eat your wings. You just want to enjoy your fortune cookie. 
When you wear masks, you tend to do this. You hide. If you're busy smiling at people all the time, uh, but that smile is just a mask, a way to draw them near or cause them to believe something that isn't true so that you're more accepted, eventually our scripture reminds us, you can't keep your true self hidden forever. Before long, you'll be exposed. You can't hide behind a religious mask forever. Sooner or later, the mask will slip and your, your true face will be known You can't whisper one thing in private and preach the opposite in public. The day is coming when those whispers will be repeated all over town. The truth will be made known is what we see. I don't know if you watch, um, there's a TV show called The Walking Dead. I haven't watched it. I've seen a few episodes. Um, Pretty dark, pretty grotesque show. But there's this one scene in an early episode that I saw where, where they have to go get some medicine but the medicine's like right in the middle of a thousand zombies. So they actually cover themselves in the stink of death. They're like rubbing themselves down with like blood and stink so that they aren't noticed by all the zombies. And you see how the sense to belong can quickly turn into an art of deception. They need to mask who they are so that they fit in with the wrong crowd. It's a lot easier than confrontation, right? Well, eventually the zombies, they smell them. They notice something is different beneath the surface because these people just can't fake it anymore. They can fake it all they want, but they are not dead. They are alive, and the zombies take notice. Eventually their mask falls off. We often use masks to fool someone into believing a false identity. Sometimes we do this as Christians, to sneak around unnoticed so we don't have to deal with conflict, have hard conversations about our faith, um, about our lifestyle choices. We do this. Some Christians do this. A lot of Christians do this. It doesn't mean you're not Christian. I found an old Halloween mask of mine from when I was a kid. It was old, silicone, rubber, and it stunk so bad. I would never want to wear it, never again. It had bugs in the fake fur. The color was starting to change. The rubber was getting brittle and breaking. One thing I've learned, masks, they don't last. Eventually, you'll either need to come clean with who you really are beneath, or you're going to need to get another mask. And if that's the route that you take, you're going to be getting mask after mask after mask as one after another they wear out. They don't fit right anymore. They stink too bad to keep on your face. Why do we wear masks every day of the year, some of us, not just Halloween? Reformation Day, part of what Martin Luther was doing when he nailed those 95 theses on the door of that Roman Catholic Church, he was saying, it's time this mask comes off. This this mask, guys, it's starting to stink. (laughs) Something isn't right here. Let's remove the mask. Let's get real, people. The church doesn't look like this. Not really. Trick or treat. I love the way that we that we say trick or treat. It's, it reminds me in Deuteronomy that we have blessing or curse. 
we see that we are given blessing or curse. Which will it be? Trick or treat? And I don't know who you're going to be for Halloween. I don't know what mask you are wearing right now. But I know that beneath it all, you are loved by God. Let's look at our verse again. I'm speaking to you as dear friends. Don't be bluffed into silence or insincerity by the threats of religious bullies. True, they can kill you. But then what can they do? There's nothing they can do to your soul, your core being. Save your fear for God who holds your entire life, body, and soul in his hands. You don't need to scare people away. You don't need to make yourself look better than you are to draw people near. You don't need to try to blend in. You already belong. Jesus came to tell you, and he made sure to tell his disciples this very thing. Be yourself. You are already better than any mask you could ever fashion. You're better than that. You're a child of God. Jesus said, don't get contaminated with the yeast of the Pharisees. Yeast is like a never-ending growth. It just keeps on going and going and growing. It'll take over. Pharisees represented the religious uh, status quo. They were doing church and uh, self-seeking or self-glorifying. They kind of missed the mark. They were doing it in this self-seeking, self-glorifying way. Taking the pleasantness of God and putting a mask on that beautiful face. Jesus says, don't get contaminated with the status quo. Don't wear a mask. Be who God made you to be. Be yourself. Dressing scary because you trust that if they think you're bitter, they will leave you alone. God didn't make you bitter. God made you better than that. Remove your mask. Dressing like a princess, like a hero, because you trust that if you're more beautiful or if you or if you represent what everyone dreams of being, then you will draw them in. God made you better than that. Your beauty is not a thing of fairy tales. Your ability to be a hero is not a thing of fiction. Remove your mask. Dressing like a pop star, putting on that mask of invisibility to blend in with what everyone else looks like, to do what everyone else is doing so that you don't stand out. God made you better than that. Remove your mask. Yeah, you may stand out, but you're a child of God. I hope you do stand out. Not because of a mask. Stand out because God made you to be better than what everyone else is doing. It may be a little uncomfortable at times, but you are uniquely you for a reason. You are not everyone else. Trust in God. You know, the Bible says, Psalm 27, Some trust in chariots and horses. We will trust in the name of the Lord our God. Trust in God. Don't put your trust in something that doesn't measure up to the fullness of God. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they said, I'm not going to bow to your idol. Daniel said, toss me in the lion's den. Don't be like Peter saying, I don't know him. 
Instead, be the child of God saying, I will shout it from the rooftops. You were made for more. Remove your mask. Whatever it looks like, good mask, scary mask, mask of invisibility, remove your mask so that the world may see God in whose image you were made. You were made for more than a mask. Be yourself. This is what Reformation Day is all about, living into the reality that God has given us as his people, who we really are. Who are we beneath the masks that we wear? Would you pray with me? Dear God, we just thank you for the way that you reveal to us our true identity in you. We pray, Father, that uh, you know you will you will enlighten us and just guide us and direct us. And there's going to be times where we put a mask on. We might think it just makes us look better, make make us look cool. Um, it might just make us blend in or be forgotten altogether. But we pray, Father, that you will remind us that you loved us so much that you came for us. You came into our brokenness for us. You came in to to bring about restoration and transformation for us because you love us. Let us not cheapen that love by wearing a mask. Create in us a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit in us. Guide us and direct us. Search us and inspect us. Provide for us. Project us into the provision that you have for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.